Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Laundry. Welcome back to another lovely episode of the Real Triathlon Podcast. I am currently stuck in Michigan while the boys are living it up in St. George. Boys, how are you doing today? You go first, sir. So, well, I'm many, many things, none of which are very awesome. Uh, <laughs> just tired of getting my freaking butt kicked by these fellows out here that I've invited graciously to my house. I figured the least they could do is give me couple wins during some sessions but getting freaking pummeled after Ironman Florida fatigue and feeling like I've been kicked in the balls repeatedly by a steel foot but uh I think Jackson's feeling pretty good he's running well um biking well what's going on with you this week you got something going on Wednesday oh yeah um yeah I'm feeling good the the Zwift series has been sweet but aside from that in terms of just training we've had a few hard sessions uh so far and Nick's kind of not getting himself credit he still did crank out a pretty solid bike workout yesterday and push some huge power um but yeah it's pretty cool to be down here and not have to only ride inside for the next month which is why I came down and so did Cody Beals and Taylor Reed um but yeah it's gonna be pretty sweet uh Nick's got me set up with a special trainer that's gonna help me Hopefully win the <laughs> Smith Pro Tri Series. Yeah, I think it adds about 60 watts per your uh, three second sprint. So you're gonna win. <laughs> There's a, a couple guys on on that on that um, trainer already, isn't there? <laughs> there might be. There's always a couple guys every time we do the Zpo race where you're like, I don't know if this is IRL. <laughs> it might just be computer driven stuff. But there's. You know, that's just that's erasing on this format. There's there's always a variability. So it is what it is, no matter what, these guys are working hard. That's for damn sure. Um, no one's given up easy, but so far the Zwift series has been awesome, especially when Jack got passed by Lionel by a hundredth of a millionth of a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was tough. Didn't end up affecting my overall um points points on the day because I ended up finishing fourth anyway, but yeah, that was tough. I'd use that power up a bit too early and I was, I had it. Like I timed the sprint, I was out, like I was gone. And then I just ran out of the arrow <laughs> boost and he started coming back and got me by five one hundredths. But yeah, it's, it's pretty freaking honestly impossibly hard. Like you do an, the first race is so hard because you got to sprint so many times every lap. And then the next race, you have another all out sprint at the line. And then the last one's a time trial, like a 24-minute time trial. Like, it's insanely hard. <laughs> that was nuts to watch those power numbers even after the previous races. I was blown away. Yeah, I was literally just standing on the – like, standing on the bike the last eight minutes. I wasn't seated pretty much at all because you just don't – got to use your body weight when your legs are that fatigued or else you're screwed. And the trainer resistance going uphill adds value there too. For sure. Yeah, that man, that first race – looked like totally set the tone and it looked like a painful tone seeing the the average watts per kilo is like five and a half for pretty much everybody down the board and and then knowing that that was all based on like sprint and you guys probably like just the variability would be insane yeah it was tough it was i forget exactly what my numbers were for normalized power but for average i was about 376 
for the eight or so minutes, which is a lot. It just, if I'm doing even power, that's like very, very hard. That's and we're doing sprints in there. So the normalized had to be 400. Um, but yeah, it set the tone for sure. It showed who's going to be at the top. Like you had obviously Kanema and Costas and Lionel getting the lion share of the points on the sprints. Um, and then got a couple. Canute got a couple there and he did okay in the finish too. So, uh, and then I, I was able to get second on the finishing sprint. Didn't get any intermediate points, but it kind of, it didn't really change order a lot after the first race, the top five or six kind of hung in where they were. So um, it's going to be about the sprinting. And then there's a few guys who are really strong on the, on the time trials up the hill that aren't as strong in the sprints, but I just don't think they're going to be able to make up the points that they're going to lose. Well, and let's talk about who didn't really get to perform as well as we hoped they were was Keenlay and um, who else was it? I guess I forgot. Probably. Um, What's his name? Oh, Skipper. Skipper. Yeah, Joe Skipper and Keenley, man. Obviously, incredibly talented cyclists. Just didn't have a good day on his lips, probably for a plethora of reasons. This is a kind of a last-minute thing from what I got. Last couple of weeks, you guys have been getting ready for it, but I think a lot of people have already flipped the switch on the off-season, which is fine. Yeah, off-season and just focusing on Daytona, a lot of the guys. So I think what you're seeing there with Skipper and Keenley is probably just a bit of a – just – not naturally really great sprinters and that's that's what it is it's a race of everyone's got a good threshold everyone's going to be able to hang in there and can you throw out you know 15 watt per kilogram sprint or not and that basically has nothing to do with how fast you are in a race (laughs) to be fair skipper does it to himself every race he goes off the front when it's like flat yeah yeah, he gets like a second and a half and he just dangles there and I think it takes it out of him for the sprint. And he probably did like nine pull-ups before the race too. Yeah. Okay, that definitely took it out of him. Yeah. He's always working on the chesticles. Reed, yeah. Reed is usually uh, doing an early move too. He's done that a few times and then not been top 10 at the, at the line. <laughs> I mean, they, I think guys that do that are playing the card of, they don't think they're going to do well in a sprint. So they're trying to win it before a sprint and it's just not going to happen. All right, moving on. That's enough e-racing that I, that's all I can handle. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't really remember what happened in the women's race, to be honest. I didn't have much time to watch it. I know Paula's power dropped out, but she did surprisingly well. And she ended up fourth really well. The overall standings as well, I think. Yeah. Well, all I can say for sure about the women's race in general is they're just – they're not idiots like us men. They're very tactical. They save their – their moves for when they matter and they're not just trying to freaking egotistically blow each other up at every opportunity. So hats off to the women for actually containing their rage until it actually counts. <laughs> yeah, actually that's true. Um, it's kind of coming back to me now, but the women's race after Jack had like the closest finish in Zwift history with Lionel, the women made it even closer. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was pretty exciting. And then the time trial in the women's race also was extremely exciting because whoever was leading, was it Moray was leading? Or she something? ended up winning. Yeah, but she ended up having to come back, gaining like four spots up that up the uh, Volcano KOM. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that KOM was tough. I was sitting in about eighth before that, and then I was able to claw back up to fifth. But a lot of dudes just grouped together and like, it's not that there's any drafting, but, you know, it's uh, it's brutal when you know you have to pass like, ton of dudes up that hill but i think nick's gonna fall asleep on us here so we better uh move on 
have to move on. One last comment is I would like to say that Sarah True did a great job commentating and made it extremely more exciting than it usually is. There's at least some inflections in her voice that made uh, the dialogue seem exciting. So <laughs> it's off to Sarah on that one. Yeah. Oh, come on. And, you know, good job, Matt. Yeah. yeah well, Matt, too. Obviously, he's the staple there, but she provides. He even had his whip t shirt on. So, you know, he was yeah. employed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, moving on. So, for those who want to watch that, tune in um, a couple Monday. hours ago from when this was released. Yeah. <laughs> That was when the race is on Wednesday. We'll put the replay in a, a bio or a link or maybe not. Uh, we'll figure it out. Nick's going to get some highlights that we can show for you guys at least. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get a lot of good footage of this race and put it on our Instagram. Yeah. Sweet. And maybe YouTube if I get enough footage. And TikTok, right? Uh, to a dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, guys, let's move on. So, We've all, we're all kind of gunning for a race in December. I know Nick and I are planning Ironman 70.3 Florida and Jack has a small race in Daytona. Uh, I know. Yeah. Let's kind of talk about all our different approaches, like the three ways that we're approaching it. Nick coming off an Ironman, Jack coming off a small break, uh, going into Daytona and then racing Florida. And then me kind of coming off of a quarantine sort of deal van trip and building into, and being a full-time student. Uh, building into a pro race yeah let's go with you first Garrett so give background on like what you did this summer and kind of your overall fitness level this year and stuff too yeah so uh this winter I I never really got into the shape I wanted to get into I think I focused a little too much on working and the van I was getting the full hours in but I just wasn't recovering up enough and I really noticed that until we went to quarantine and started training and I got pretty fit I ended up doing a kind of time trialish triathlon race in May and I biked the fastest split I ever biked. I think I averaged like for a, an Olympic, I think I averaged like 45 or 46 K an hour or something like that. Boy. So yeah, I was at, it was prime conditions. I got to say it was super humid and hot. Oh, so you had a tailwind of 30 K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was around a, it was a four loop course, but that was good. And then we went on a kind of, I decided to take kind of a break from triathlon. I shouldn't say a full break from triathlon, but we, we did about two months of unstructured stuff. We, we took the van out West and I kind of just rode my bike with no intensity, ran as much as I could, did a ton of hiking and swam whenever I could. Uh, the hours were obviously down. I think not including hikes. I was maybe at like 10 hours of training a week and really kept it unstructured. And I came into September, not very fit. I would say, but I had a decent base going in. And then we planned a couple of just stupid um, goals <laughs> that we ended up really going towards. And then, yeah, Ironman Florida, or Ironman 70.3 Florida came on the calendar. And obviously I started my master's at Eastern Michigan here in orthotics and prosthetics. So I've been doing about 40, 50 hours a week of school uh with a lot of online stuff but training starting to come together i'm swimming terribly but <laughs> the bike the bike is i mean as good as it was before and then the run i think the run's really coming back not too bad but uh just what from your hours like right yeah, now in terms of training just from the hiking i man if i could spend two months every off season and hike every day 
up mountains, I would do it because I think it, it was so beneficial to my running. Yeah, but walking is so tough. <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> yeah, but I did see a big benefit. So yeah, in terms of kind of, we sat down with, with coach, with my coach, uh, James, who is uh, your coaches as well. <laughs> I think I swore I knew I think James. I met that guy a couple times. I knew him yeah. once. Yeah, James Loring, Loring Personal Coaching. And uh, we kind of developed this plan to get us to this race. We, we know we can do it because we've done it before with Waco Wait, last year. We. This is all, James isn't racing, Garrick. Yeah. You're the one, you got to do this shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, James is really crucial in, in uh, my training. I think having like someone to bounce ideas off of and kind of develop a weekly structure together and keep me accountable is really crucial. But right now I'm biking just uh, about 10 hours a week for four rides. Uh, strictly indoors right now uh we're at about five to six runs a week and four sometimes five swims and that's all around uh my school so what's your what's your hours like 22 hours 20 hours yeah i've been hitting like 20 22 20 to 22 hours i think the one thing that i've really learned in this is being flexible like when you're training full-time you're so rigid to kind of all these, you know, like you got to do this ride this day, this ride that day, this run that day. And while it's still important to like take that in consideration and distribute your load accordingly, sometimes you really got to be flexible. So, and there's some nights that you just got to get shit done. So there's uh, twice a week, I have to swim from seven, seven to nine, simply because that's the only time I can get it in. And you know, I can't afford to lose those swims. Right. And they're awful swims every time. Well, so so but, if they're shit swims, is it that crucial? But if I can't swim those two days, I get two swims a week. Yeah. That's gotta, so sometimes I just suck it up and get it done, you know? And then, and then, yeah, I think sometimes, man, like you get shit thrown at you. I think so Thursday we got like, we had a full lit review thrown at us that was due Sunday night. And it oh, on, on Sunday, it, it became apparent. So I got all my training done Friday. I managed, um, what did I do Friday was two hour run, uh, an hour bike and an hour and a half swim Thursday, uh, Saturday, I got my four hour bike in with my hour run and then an hour swim. And then Sunday, you know, like at night I was chipping away. I was up till midnight, both of those nights, 1am trying to get this stupid literature review done. And Monday, it was, or Sunday, it was just like, man, this is not going to get done in time. <laughs> if, I, if I go out and do two, another two-hour run today and I do my two-hour swim, and it was – so I ended up having to take the entire day off, pushing that whole day back to today. And that's kind of how it's been. You know, some weeks you just miss stuff and you have to push it back. So I got it done on Monday, today. And – you kind of just got to not let it get you down. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you got to get the volume in. If it's a, sometimes it's a later afternoon run after a full day of school and the run shit, but sometimes you just got to put that volume in because for me, this is going to be my third half and I'm still scared of the distance. I yeah, what's your goals for that race? Hours. I want to hear that. Like, I think you're getting the work done overall, but what do you think you can do? In terms yeah, of I think so, man, I didn't, 
I'm coming in with this with no expectations. This is kind of how I've, I've approached my, my training right now is get the work in, forget about the times and just get her done. I'm coming to the race. Times are getting better. Hopefully I can show up fit at the line and I'm just going to kind of do my regular race plan. And that's swim as close to the front as I can tag the fastest cyclist in my pack and make sure I don't get dropped if the pla- if the pack splits and then hang on to that run. Uh, that's like pretty much all I can do. And wherever that ends up, you know, that's kind of where I'm going to end up in. And I do plan on racing through the winter. So this is kind of going to be like Ooh. my season opener. Wait, where are you going to race in the winter? I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. Well, <laughs> you just travel to Wuhan. <laughs> Wuhan 70.3. Challenge Wuhan. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. <laughs> What's well, an actual race? I'm not making it up. It's challenge Wuhan next year. Oh, um, no, there, there's uh, well, what it, I think challenge. There's South American challenge races. In, there's challenge Miami in March. They announced that. Yeah, there'll that's, be races. You'll be all right. It's barely yeah. winter. There's also usually one in Argentina in February. You'll you'll get some. some we'll, figure, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there, guys. Yeah, you can right go Challenge Wanaka in uh, February. There you go. Oh, yeah. I'm going to fly all the way to New Zealand. You mean you, you want to go over to New Zealand? You can come on over. Are they even allowing people on the island right now on, in New Zealand? Currently, no. But by February? Hopefully. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I think it's a good – I mean, I think you're going to freaking do as well as anybody would expect off of having – you know, this is your first race, real race in ages. So, I think you're going to have a PB half button. That's my thoughts. No doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think that'll be, well, we'll see. It's a fast course. It's going to be the fastest course I've ever done without getting a flat. So (laughs) it's not like, it's not a flat course. It's pretty hilly. Like even the run course is hilly. Oh yeah. Uh, The website's (laughs) flat. That might, that might just be advertising to get people to come to it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Just don't look at 70.3 Gulf coast. That's no pain city. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're long. It's not, totally flat it's it's rolling i mean i think i basically spent half of my life in that area yeah you'll half be on life in that area so yeah. um, you'll be good you can yeah, you can rip the hills yeah. well let's see get nick what about you you did an iron man and how are you feeling um yeah got that thing done I, honestly i don't care to talk about that anymore it, it was what it was moving forward i want to go to hayden city i want to win that son of a bitch Beating you, beating Garrick, beating Dreitz if he shows up, beating Odie Beals if he shows up. I don't care who shows up. I'm going to try to beat him. Um, so that's actually can a little bit of a motivator to kind of have that notch in my belt, whether it's going to evaporate quickly into the race or not. That's all right. I'm just still <laughs> going to go into it with that mindset. Um, yeah. Well, you're focusing on that race, right? So that's, you know, a big, a yeah. big confidence booster where everybody else is, not everybody, but a lot of the guys are going to focus on Daytona and then they're going to be like, well, let's see what happens here. So I'm pretty sure since Daytona is paying 60 deep, um, <laughs> whoever finishes is going to be like, or if they're halfway through the day, they're like, I guess 2,500 bucks ain't so bad. I'll just finish her up and go race Haines City. Yep. <laughs> That's how it's going to go. But anyways, it I doesn't matter. Whoever shows up, shows up. I'm still going to either put Jack Daniels in their water bottle overnight <laughs> in transition or let 18 pounds of pressure out of the tires. That's how I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't joke about that. I'm just kidding. Um, 
But yeah, no, you'll be, I mean, he's recovered quickly. Like a week after the race, he ripped a big bike workout. He's swimming fine. His shoulders just coming around. So you'll be good to go, bud. Whatever you say, you'll know more than I will. Cause I'm going to be stuck in the, the hurt locker trying to figure out my life decisions training with you fellas for the next three weeks while trying to keep my house clean enough and wife happy and sanity sanity <laughs> under wraps i think yeah. i had to hire three housekeepers just to keep this place dust free from all the dirty beard dandruff <laughs> yeah the beard's getting a little long but um yeah so <laughs> nick's nick's about to have a meltdown here um i yeah i came off that little break i I'd say pretty fit all year, but didn't do anything crazy. Like I had low training volume overall. So I kind of just maintained a decent level of fitness, did some Zwift races, did some small local races. Then I did a couple of bigger races, trained a little more, took a break. So then here we are big training block for Daytona. It's been going honestly very well so far. My swim's coming around still not as good as it, as good as I once was, but yeah, yeah. getting there on the swim. What and, are your Daytona uh, goals? Well, uh, put it out there. I mean, stand up. I think I can, I'd like, I'd like to think I have an outside shot at a top 10 with like a perfect day. Um, and I know you do. I just really, I think executing a very good swim first and foremost and not being way, way down. And then just a bike run that I know I've done so many times, um, could possibly get me in the top 10. Um, that being said, it's possible I have a great race and come 20th. So, Really, the kind of C goal or like minimum goal is to get that top 20 because obviously that's where you start making more money. So that's going to be huge. But um, I think I'm in a good, really good spot on my bike and run and my swim is coming close. So I just got to really work away at that over the next two weeks. And I think I'll be there. I agree. With Cody here, he's freaking swimming lifetime best. So watch out for him. Yeah, Cody, the real deal deal. (laughs) He's going to come destroy. Yes, he just he, he went and did an Ironman, then he got in the pool, and he was just killing everybody. It was pretty impressive. Pretty sure every 100, he swims a 300. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, we're pretty uh, – I mean, being here in Utah is pretty cool. To, this is my first training camp other than Florida ever in my life. Um, yeah. I mean, we went to Blue Mountain last year, and that was kind of a training camp, but it kind of feels different when you're in a different country. You know? And you're not a half hour from home? Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. You're and, isolated. Uh, you're going to go home. You're going to be sealing the quarantine deal. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. Not looking forward to that. But And then Haines City. So, for me, it's really, yeah, all in for Daytona. And then just whatever I can muster for Haines City is going to be what it is. So, yeah, that's the way she goes. I'm going to change your bottle out for liquor. <laughs> That'll just probably make me a little <laughs> – I don't know what happened there. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> illegal on the bike i believe actually i'm pretty sure having alcohol in your system is illegal it's a, it's a band not sub- florida, though. it's not my fault <laughs> <You're drinking. laughs> i think you're allowed to drink and bike in florida Probably. yeah they've got drive throughs in florida for alcohol so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, However, okay anyways yeah that's it oh and i gotta crush these with races while i'm here so that's my number one bike workout of the week yeah and if i can muster up a second one that's half decent that's pretty good so you're gonna be I'm predicting you're going to finish in this series third, but maybe fourth. I'm, I'm sitting in fourth now. I really would love to get up there in a third, but I'm going to do everything I can to do that. I'm going to have three freaking director sportifs there with me telling me where everybody's at. I'm going to have a headset on. You're going to have a headset on. I don't think we need a headset. I'll just be no, beside no, no. you. We have to talk through headsets <laughs> if this is going to be legit. 
<laughs> that's how all the directors do it. All right, fine. But <laughs> we'll have fun with it. And uh, it, it's pretty cool to just be able to do that series and use this training. So I like what Swift's doing. Tune into it. It's pretty exciting. It's six crazy hard races in two hours. So Oh, you know what yeah. else I'm going to do? I'm going to have a whiteboard. Oh, right. The two writing, three runners. I'm going to be writing splits on that whiteboard and putting them right in front of you like they do in the tour. <laughs> <laughs> They're all still within a quarter of a second. <laughs> I'm doing it. You need to park the truck right next to him and just like reach it over and give him the bottles and the whiteboard. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> exactly. No, we are going to do that. Like, yeah. seriously, because we're going to go to the camera. It's going to be amazing. Oh, God. Great idea. Stay tuned for some dumb Zwift fundraising. Maybe if, uh, if it's a hilly course, you should do a bike change. Oh, God. Or just I'll have another exact trainer set up next to you. You just hop on the next trainer. <laughs> one road bike, one tri bike. Oh, God. Yeah, on the flats, I'm on the tri bike, get to the hill, jump on the road bike. Totally <laughs> illegal. They do it in the bike races. Yeah. Well, yeah, they did it in the tour in the last time trial. So we talked about us, and, you know, that's cute. But I think there's people listening to us who are kind of in three different spots right now. You have the people who were screaming from the top of their lungs saying, if you think you're racing this year, get your head out of your butt and nothing's happening and I'm going to stop training and just eat potato chips. <laughs> and then there's the person that kind of got through, um, COVID like they, they stayed active and stuff. Uh, and then they were kind of consistent. And then there's also the person who was training their balls off through COVID, obviously <laughs> we're still in COVID, but I mean, through the summer and stuff and got super fit. Hypothetical balls. Yes. Right. And what should they be doing now? Where they're kind of all at a different place coming into what usually is either postseason or off season. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start with the people who did barely train. Time to start getting your ass moving and training. And uh planning no. for next year because there's gonna be races. No, it's the holidays, man. They don't need to start well, training. Well, they don't need to start training hard, but get moving and start doing something. They just need to get ready to eat turkey. Okay, I guess the Americans, but we're they done with that. They yeah. only need to train hard enough so they can eat copious amounts of candy. Right, and then when that's done, train a little bit because there is racing. They're showing that it's safe. There have been – I don't believe I've heard of any cases linked to any of these races, and there's been a lot of positive feedback from them. There's really – I mean, you're outdoors, and they've, I've, the races I've done have been really safe, honestly. So I do think racing is going to be more or less back next year. Um if you want to do it, it's there. So well, especially in Florida, because they don't care. Right. In Florida, the At rules all. may be a little reduced. I think we're going to have about 30 races in every, every region of Florida. Yeah. They're just going to move them <laughs> on to Florida. Um, the people who overtrained, man, what, what would you say to me, well, Jack? I would say overtrained. <laughs> yeah, Nick, Nick somehow is the first one to over race <laughs> in this year. And, uh, I don't know, just <laughs> keep her going there, but <laughs> keep doing it finish your races and try to, I'm personally going to try to get back to a normal routine, like schedule of like, okay, I'm back to my April or March start and then just go from there. But I wouldn't say that person is, is particularly overtrained. Like you're seeing some people who went out and maybe they dropped their intensity, but they consistently did like big rides and stuff. That could be one of those groups, but there's also people who trained and had like goals in mind. Perhaps they had like a 5k, that they ended their their quote unquote season on, 
And now they're looking, are they going to go into a regular off season? I know for my guys who had, who trained consistently um, throughout the, who were super motivated throughout the summer and they, we were focusing on kind of building them up as athletes. And then they had goals. Perhaps they raced uh, one of the September races or something. I'm pushing them right now to take that off season. I give them two weeks off and then two weeks of unstructured training. And so that's kind of their November right now. And that's what I would recommend for those people. I know what you guys think. Yeah. I'd say just keep, keep trucking along. Keep her going. <laughs> keep her going. Don't take it off season. <laughs> I think Nick's just on autopilot here. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So I'm in that boat. I was a bit of a ripped cloth here for the last few weeks after a lot of stupid racing. So I just took every race I could and was like, ah, it's an opportunity to have fun. So now I'm going to actually focus three weeks on an actual block getting ready for Hate City. And then I'm going to take for sure at least an unheard of amount of time for me off. It's got to be at least, <laughs> at least 10 days. 72 hours. Oh my God. <laughs> and that includes sleep. That's, <laughs> I think I'm going to be at about, I'm going to be a good 15 to 20 days. Um, but I will take at least a week off of probably still training. <laughs> crazy. Um, so what was the last group of people? I forgot. The last group the ones who trained a little bit, but are kind of out of shape, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They don't need to take an off season. Just keep, you know, cause if you're not really training that much, just keep trying to build it slowly and build up for next year. And you could be in a good spot where you rested, probably got rid of any little niggles, injuries and get your motivation. And by next year, early season, you'll be ready to freaking crush it. I would say. The, the most important thing in most people kind of took advantage of this in COVID and I appreciated it too, is do what makes you feel good do what makes you happy if you feels good to just go take a good walk or hike or go downtown to get a coffee and that's your only ride for the day or walk like then do that but don't feel the need to have to cram and make up for lost time and just kind of use a big reset button and start over whenever it makes sense to start over um that's the best advice i think anyone can take right now since you know next year is still a bit uncertain but i just hope we see less last minute cancellations like they just canned Ironman Arizona within a couple weeks and that's a big deal to cancel a full distance a couple weeks out because people have already nearly devoted months and months and I was that was what happened with me in Florida I was hoping for Arizona and then we got advanced a couple weeks and that threw me off two weeks I would have been rested so honestly that's what I want to see less of from the race organization that so dearly loves us or maybe loves us yeah, I would kind of agree with you there uh, on that. And I think now is the time to kind of get your body ready to get back to proper training, um, you know, doing the little things and kind of building a bit more structure in there, perhaps doing a little bit more intensity, some shorter stuff, and maybe focusing on a bit of strength too. Yeah, strength's good. That's a yeah. good habit to get over the off season because then you just maintain it throughout the year and you're in a good spot. And less injury prone, I believe. Yeah. Maintain a good core, just yeah. general strength yeah, to not be too weak. Take it easy on the prowler pushes straight off the bat. Those will wreck your. What's a prowler thing. push? It's like the big sled, and you see people push those sleds around on the pavement, and it's all loud, and they're making all kinds of noise. That's a Utah thing. I don't see that much around my parts. People know what sled. 
And they put like the weights on the front. It's a sled. Yeah. Yeah. Ours are on carpet. You guys probably you? call it a toboggan push or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> we call it the Santa Sleigh ride. <laughs> a dumb name for it. I know you know what it is. <laughs> Anyways, that's how you ought to handle everything we just talked about. Yeah. And if you're not in any of those boats, well, you might not be doing triathlon. <laughs> yeah, you might not be an athlete. You might just be, I don't know what you're doing. A NARP. A but if you're still listening to us, we really appreciate that. So we like you. Yeah. Yeah. And tell your friends. Cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. Let's call it, boys. And anything else, Garrick, actually? I better ask you. He's the moderator here. Um, no, this is going to be the easiest podcast to edit. This was like the an election debate where we answered zero of your questions and we just said nothing. <laughs> yeah, you guys are like just trying to fucking leave. <laughs> no, I'm actually just trying to disrupt and make this is the most hilarious episode ever. <laughs> well, that's good. Our second most popular episode is the one where it's just us. Well, let's try to break that record. Yeah. Yeah, we got to come up with a quick, good title for this one though, like Jackson shaves his beard and goes on camera. I feel like that's pretty niche. I'm pretty sure we would lose <laughs> listeners if we added oh, that no, second man. part. <laughs> We're going to have to cut that part out for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll cut this part out. Okay. No. Anyways, here we go. Well, that's been another episode of the Real Triathlon Podcast with Nicholas Giggles, <laughs> Garrick Lone, and Jackson Laundry. Yeah, thanks for listening to this 10-minute episode that the guys so desperately didn't want to do. I wanted to be here the whole time. That's rude. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, they're having too much fun over on the West Coast there. Or almost at the West Coast, I guess. Yeah, but we'll see you in a couple weeks for Florida. We're real, real pumped to hang out. We're going to get some good time, and we'll do a three-way podcast in person. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, purposely take a pause there after three-way? No. <laughs> <laughs> gross uh, yeah well, uh, alright boys it was great to get to chat and be super envious of your current training location wish you were here bud yeah me too seriously if you have a last minute thing just come hang out race Galveston and come back here yeah isn't Galveston this weekend shouldn't we talk about that um, it's a terrible place to ever go visit and have your, your sights set on a good old time. Um, Matt Hansen's racing for the sixth out of seven weeks. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> big Matt's try. Good luck to him. I saw his video today. Yeah. He's definitely gonna go down there and try to win. Yeah. Good luck to him, man. I like that guy. Of course. All right. Well, everybody till next time. Peace. Frig off. <laughs>